0: Welcome to The Sages Among Us. What makes a community great? Most importantly, it's the people who live and work there and are engaged in community life. The Sages Among Us focuses on those people, what they do, and why they do it, and celebrates the leadership, time and energy they bring to making a positive difference for all of us.
1: Hi, I'm Lori Burkhardt-Frank, and I'm pleased to introduce you to my guest tonight, Shannon Bueller, the new president for Rotary Club of Grass Valley South. Vice President of the Nevada County Toy Run, and so much more, as well as a mortgage advisor. Um, Shannon, welcome to Sages Among Us. Thank you, Lori. Well, it's really good to have you here, and I know you are so involved in this community. And tell me, did you grow
0: up here? I did. I was born and raised here, actually the fourth generation of my family to live here. So um, I used to walk down the streets of Nevada City with my great-grandfather. Wow. Have times changed? Yes, <laughs> quite a bit. That is so interesting,
1: fourth generation. And and what kind of activities were you involved in
0: as a child? You know, my parents were always involved in activities, whether it was school or community. Um, in my younger years, we grew up in Penn Valley, and we belonged to a small community church. And um, I think my very first volunteer Activity that I remember was um, our first cleanup that they did yearly for the rodeo. So my dad was part of that, and um, and we would go and help whether it was rake or paint or whatever needed to be done. Wow. So so yeah, the rodeo's been going on
1: for quite a while, huh? Long time. Yeah. So and what were some of your early passions when you were a kid?
0: You know, I've always enjoyed being outdoors. So I've enjoyed gardening and um, and animals a lot. You know, children. I love children. So, um, but, you know, early on it was pretty much gardening and and just being outdoors. I had a pony and I had a friend that lived about a half a mile away and she had a pony and we would meet somewhere in between and be gone all day. Yeah. So did it feel different in those
1: days in terms of uh, less cars on the road and, you know, places to go with your pony.
0: Absolutely. I, you know, it's amazing. I was probably six years old, maybe seven, and I heard this crazy commotion in Penn Valley. We lived over by Pleasant Valley School, and I ran out. We were the third house back, and so I ran out to the fence to see what was going on. There was a cattle drive going by. And Jim West from grass valley or nevada city i'm not sure where he actually grew up but he was he lived in rough and ready the last time um, that i had spoken to him but um he rode up to the fence and asked me if i liked horses i said yes i love them i have a pony and he said well where are your parents and i said well they're back there so he swung me up on his horse and i got to we talked to my parents and i got to ride his clydesdale in front of his wagon down to the river and have dinner with them. And then my parents picked me up in the evening. I mean, okay, our- my,
1: my jaw is totally <laughs> dropped. Six-year-old jump, jumping on the back of a Clydesdale in the middle of a cattle run. That's just so amazing. It was so, so much fun,
0: though. I mean, <laughs> honestly. And, you know, if you think back, there were just opportunities like that that don't exist today.
1: Wow. Just just hanging out at your house and yep. you jump on a Clydesdale. That's, that is, and you must have been quite
0: a, a horsey
1: girl or a horsey woman to be able to uh, control a Clydesdale. So
0: the Clydesdale that I was on was actually hooked to the wagon. So someone else was in control, but even just sitting there on that magnificent animal, you know, at that age really left an impression. I still have horses to this day. So that, that is, that is really something. (laughs) I, I love that.
1: And you were mentioning it. You've all, you, the first volunteering, you remember, is at the rodeo. But what other kind of volunteer activities did you do as a young person?
0: You know, my dad was, in, in his work, was involved in things where they would do cleanup parties and, and pull people together to help families. Um, you know, we it seemed like we were always making food at our house to drop off for someone who needed it, whether they had had surgery or had lost a loved one or something, you know. um, There was a really tight-knit community. We were part of the um, Kentucky Flat Community Center at one point, and so that was a big part of our lives. I mean, whether it was a rancher that needed help, you know, we would all converge and help or, you know, just a family needing something done. So, you know, my parents were both very, very into helping community and helping one another. Well, and I know we're talking about this is the past when you were a kid, but you
1: you still live that life of just being there when people need you and and helping out
0: i try to and thank you i you know i believe in our community wholeheartedly and i really do believe that the best thing about our community is the people in it
1: i completely agree with you there well where did you go to school
0: so i started school at pleasant valley school when there was only like 68 kids in the school it was pretty crazy we had a sandbox and some wooden blocks to play with (laughs) that was it (laughs) And then um, I we moved to the other side of Penn Valley. And so I ended up finishing at Ready Springs and then went to Nevada Union. And so the, the Nevada Union that you went to, is that
1: the one that's standing there now? Yes. Yeah. 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 So, wow. So, and and at that time, was it a large school or uh, was it, because I remember hearing it at one point had like 3,000 students. It was huge.
0: Yeah. You, you had the opportunity Um, The first year that I went to Nevada Union to decide to go to Bear River because they were trying to get kids to go down there But my parents had both graduated from Nevada Union my aunts and uncles had and so I was really I wanted to stay with Nevada Union And then did you leave the community at any point or did you stay here? I've stayed I you know, (laughs) I went to college here and and you know, and I've commuted to do things but you know I I just really love our community So I've been lucky to be able to raise my family here and have my family so close.
1: Well, so what were some of your early jobs? Because you probably worked at some of the local. Well, maybe they're not here anymore, but um, did you work at some of the local businesses?
0: I did. So I there was a pizza place in Penn Valley called Walk's Pizza when I was 14 that I worked at. That was really my first job. And then um, I held that, you know, until I got into high school. And then I worked at Dalio Donuts and before school. So, cause I'm an early riser, so that worked out well for me. And then, um, I eventually kind of got into waitressing. Um, I worked at the Willow for close to 20 years and while I did other things, the social life that you get from waitressing is really hard to replace. <laughs> so <laughs> it took me a while to wean myself off that, but I worked at the hospital up here for almost 20 years as well Wow! before I got into lending, um, in the financial area. So, and I love that. Well, you know, that was a space and time in my life that I really enjoyed. I think that's so fascinating, and I, the, the uh, social life of the
1: willow. <laughs> but living close to the willow, I do understand that it—it it is a community in and of itself. It is. <laughs> Have you had any special mentors in your career?
0: You know, I have several. Um, one that really comes to mind is a gentleman that I worked for at the hospital. I, I say worked for because I was technically under him, but I always felt like I worked with him. Um, Mark Freitas, he was just an amazing man, and I. he really shaped um, a lot of my my work ethic and, and how I look at work in general and challenges. I'm a problem solver by nature, so he and I worked really well together. a matter of fact, um, when I found out he was going to be retiring and stuff, I, I phased out into something else because I, I just couldn't imagine working for anyone else. So...
1: Yeah, I can ima- I can imagine his 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 name always comes up with very good positive energy. Absolutely. So so now in your profession, you're a mortgage advisor.
0: I am. And so what what does that entail? So, you know, the I think the best part about my job is I get to help people all day. So, I'm a mortgage advisor, so I help people get home loans whether it's for a refinance, a reverse mortgage, or, you know, their first purchase and it's a matter of sitting down with the client figuring out what the best move is for them. Um, helping them make choices that are you know buying a house is the biggest purchase that most people ever make so a lot of things to think about and and guiding them through that process sometimes it takes years and sometimes it happens you know in a couple months but you know i've it's funny because that my favorite part about it is just that i get to help people all day long and do you feel that um That your
1: skills, your job skills, from the willow to the hospital to being a mortgage advisor, uh, there were there any skill sets that you. Uh, we're able to take with you from a variety of jobs?
0: You know, I, I'm a problem solver by nature, so you know, problems don't stress me out typically. It's just finding the solution that works. I'm not someone who wants to hear the 50,000 ways that it can't work. I'm really interested in the one that it can. So I'm good at weeding through those weeds and, and trying to fig- figure that out. So I think that's probably
1: the one. Now, in the last few years, have you seen many changes in uh, the mortgage industry?
0: Absolutely. You know, it's even in... So I'm, I'm on my 20th year doing that. And... Um, I
1: didn't realize that Mark retired that long ago. Well,
0: I did <laughs> I did the hospital and and my mortgage advisor. Oh, of course. I let them overlap of for about you did. seven or eight years. <laughs> because I, I wanted... You, you have that kind of energy, Shannon. I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I just didn't want to leave there because I, I was so connected to everything that was going on. So, um, But yeah, you know, I mean... Honestly, I think that being a mortgage advisor, you have to. I mean, I, I read so many guidelines and stay up with so many different companies and, and programs and, and ways to help people, you know, and, and it changes sometimes on a daily basis. You know, um, CalHafa rolled out a great program earlier this year and it was good for 11 days. They didn't put enough money into it. <laughs> so, not, a, you know, it could have helped a lot more Californians, but uh, it didn't because it was only good you know they ran out of money in 11 days wow but i'm sure that you did get somebody through on that well not on that program but on their other programs yes so the the money for that was earmarked i think it was earmarked before they actually set set it free so um but yeah you know there's there's great ways to get into homes in our community and do you find that you're a mentor for others in in at work Sometimes, You know, I think we work a lot as a team. So both of um, Shondell and I have a lot of years in this business. And so we bounce things off each other all the time. Our processor, um, who's literally our right arms, Jamie, um, is amazing. So she's been in the business as long as we have. And so, uh, you know, as a collective group, we're pretty powerful.
1: And what would you say um, is the most rewarding thing about um, your, your profession right now?
0: You know, I love that I can help people in our community and help people stay in our community. You know, when someone feels like their credit is, you know, they don't know how to go from point A to point B or, um, you know, they don't don't think that that they can achieve that dream of buying a home. Sometimes it's just sitting down and looking at the numbers and helping them understand the numbers and how to get where they want to get. And, you know, again, it can take a couple years, but it's achievable for most people. It's just, you know, you have to want it. And do you find that you uh, run into your clients everywhere? I do. <laughs> you know, and it's funny. Um, I have, we have colleagues and stuff that work in, Sa- in Sacramento and over in Reno, and they never see their clients. And I'm like, you don't understand. I My clients have to be happy because I'm going to see them at the fair. I'm going to see them at the grocery store. We're going to see them everywhere. So, and it's important to me that to maintain that relationship. Well, I know that you were just sharing with us that you started volunteering
1: very young, that um, you've had a variety of different jobs, and that you did two jobs simultaneously, two professional jobs simultaneously, but you're also very involved in the community, <laughs> and recently you just became the president of the Grass Valley South Rotary Club. Yes, that so
0: starts July 1st. Oh,
1: oh, you have a little bit of breathing space. I, right. <laughs> <laughs> Barely. <laughs> For sure.
0: So tell us a little bit about what Rotary is and what it means to you. So, Rotary is an amazing. Organization. I'm a little sad that I didn't know about it, know as much about it earlier, because it's truly Rotarians are people of action. And I'm I'm obviously a person of action. And, you know, um, there's probably, you know, the last number I saw was like one point four million Rotarians around the world. And, you know, they're your friends, your neighbors, your family, you know, and they come together and they look at local issues and global issues and then they figure out. They problem solve to come up with ways to help with those. So at any given time, there are so many rotary projects going on in Nevada County. It would shock you. You know, I mean, it's there's five rotary groups up here, and you know, most of them I think we're all connected to a school. So we help with separate schools, and you know, we're doing a, a joint project this year um, to help with homeless youth, and that's something that we're all working on together that's just going to be started, you know, around July 1st. We're going to get started on that. But uh, there's so much work around here. And you would it would shock you if you walked into a room. There are so many Rotarians. And it's, you know, it's just a really cool group of people to be connected to and just know that you can call any of them and they will help you. Well, what does it mean to be president? Well, I'm gonna learn all of that. <laughs> I've been working up to it for about a year. Or so um, although Carol Schofield is really gonna be, it's gonna be hard to follow in her footsteps just because she's amazing. So um, but it, you know, we run the the meetings. Uh, so we each meet so each group meets like three three times a a month and then there's an evening social that we do so i'll put together a powerpoint and and put together you know the information for that meeting we have speakers amazing speakers that come in and teach us things that we didn't know about the community and about other things Um, and then connect with the other presidents and and work on larger projects and and, and connect to Rotary International and stuff. So there's well, a lot of stuff that goes on. It is
1: kind of being an executive director of another nonprofit, though. I mean, it it's,
0: kind of feels that way right now. It, there's a lot, though. There's a lot
1: to it. And if you you just tuned in, you're listening to the Sages Among Us on KVMR. I'm Lori Burkhart Frank, and I'm talking to Shannon Bueller. She's the new president for Rotary Club of Grass Valley South. She's a vice president for the Nevada County Tory run. She's a mortgage advisor, and so much more. So, uh, Shannon, you're telling us a little bit about Rotary, and I know that's not the only area that you, you are in leadership for a community organization. So tell us a little bit about the Nevada County Toy Run.
0: So the Nevada County Food and Toy Run is something that I watched on the sidelines for many, many years. My kids, I because it goes by our road, we would you know rain or shine we would go down and watch and cheer on the bikers as they went by as they were my daughter was probably five or six when we started that and um you know as we grew and and stuff she volunteered during high school for the toy run and then after that we volunteered together so um we had been volunteering for it for a couple of years when tom decided that he was done and wanted to hang up his hat and then a group of us came together and pulled it back together, and have kept it going. And it's it's a pretty amazing organization. Um, you know, they only have one event a year right now, um, which is the Food and Toy Run. It's, it's the second Saturday of December, and um, you know, last year we did an incredible amount of families through there and an incredible amount of kids. I was the numbers are you know, it was above twelve hundred and fifty kids that came through. Um, individual kids and then the families were between three and four hundred families that came through and all the families that come through get to leave with a Christmas dinner and they get to choose whether it's ham or turkey um, and they get the sides with it and stuff which is really nice. Yeah and so you know probably everybody listening has
1: seen the toy run but if you haven't it's it's really spectacular. Motorcycles
0: I think from outside of our area. Absolutely. We have we have a lot of locals which is amazing we have people in neighboring counties that come we have groups from the bay area that come up for it we have groups that come from Chico. We've had people who have actually come over from Europe and rented bikes to ride in it. Oh, my word. How so, did they find out about it? I'm not really sure. So that was under Tom's reign. So I'm not sure how they did that. But, you know, the biker community is a really, really cool community. They, when they pull together to do something, there's no mountain they can't climb. Well, it is spectacular to to hear that that
1: roaring thunder and and to to just see bike after bike after bike go by. I mean, sometimes it's like a mile long or so.
0: Yeah, it is. And last year, so of all the years I've been in around the toy run, last year's weather was literally the worst. I mean, it was pretty crazy. So we didn't have near as many bikers as we normally do on bikes, but they all showed up with trucks and and some of them stayed and volunteered. I mean, it was a pretty amazing. You know, event last year just because we got to spend a little more quality time with the bikers and get to know them a little differently. But and it sounds like that just as many families and just as many kids absolutely benefited. Yeah, and we actually moved. The fairgrounds allowed us to move from the building in the back that we were using to the building in the front, which really helped with traffic and it actually really helped with families so that we can see more families per hour. So that we're not going to have to schedule them so late this year, which will be really nice for them and the bikers well it is a spectacular event
1: and i do love that it reaches way beyond our county and the fact that it
0: takes so much coordination and you know you just jumped in it's amazing you know eric oliver is the president he's the the head of the organization and then chelsea my daughter and i are are there with him and you know to we have others at pv's a a big part of it and um... you know to have us all sit down around a table, and we didn't know each other. I mean, I knew Ed, and I knew Chelsea, obviously, but I didn't know Eric, and we all had the same goals in mind. I mean, it, and sometimes I really believe that that's how you fix things, is just getting the right minds around a table and being able to move forward. So how are the families picked? Or do they self-select? Do they
1: uh put their name in a hat and say yes we'd like to participate this sounds like a a good thing for our family
0: so the toy run originally was tom put it together to help the head start families in town and it has grown to where it's Head Start and other families. Um, so there's a way to sign up on our website. So as soon as that goes live, families can just sign up. We do get referrals from different county agencies, and we make sure that they have all the information to provide the families with so that they can sign up, as well as, you know, we work with Interfaith Food Ministries on that and the food bank, and any of their families can sign up as well. So it's, you know, it's a it's a big event, and there's a lot of, hands that come together you know we wouldn't be able to do it without interfaith in the food bank the way that it's done you know to, in today's world so it's it's a one-day event but how long does it take you to plan for it <laughs> well i mean we started talking about it probably in january um, we let Christmas happen, and then kind of did a recap of everything that had happened and um, and kind of made a game plan for this year. And we're just starting to kick up fundraising and stuff for this year. Um, you know, we'll have posters and everything out in the next probably couple weeks and and get started. So it's months, months of work, for sure. And
1: it I n- never realized it, but it sounds like the same day that all these bikers come in and bring all these toys, uh, and presents for families. That then the families get to come, and, and is it like a shopping experience for the families that they pick out gifts for
0: their kids, or how does that work? The kids actually get to pick them out, which oh, is oh, even amazing. more fun. It, it <laughs> is, and it, Tom was very adamant that it needed to remain that way, and I agree with him. You know, during COVID, we had some challenges where we were doing drive-through. One year we had to do drive-through, and that was really hard because the kids couldn't get out of the car and stuff. But um, it's really kind of cool. So we set up a shopper to go with the family, and then that shopper talks to the children so that we know that the children are getting what they want, not what the parent wants to get the child. So, you know, which is important. I mean, it's Christmas. Oh, and that's just such a good feel-good it thought. Oh, wow. I mean, because it's wonderful when parents want
1: to take care of their kids and get Absolutely. them coats and socks and all that kind of stuff. But as a kid in Christmas, you, just, you want some fun stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and I know... Uh, Personally, I know that you just spent 10 months in a leadership program with one whole day a month that you devoted uh, Nevada County Community Leadership Institute uh, to learn more about the community that you are already you grew up in. You're already immersed in. um, But why did you make a choice
0: to dedicate your time and your money to, to do something like that? You know, it's something that I had heard about. In two, I think 2018, I heard about it. In 2019, I really wanted to do that. And then, of course, COVID happened and everything. So um, I made the choice to do it because it's something that I had wanted to do for a long time. I had no idea how much I would learn. I think it's it's just incredible what was what's put together for that. Um, you know, I I did grow up here, and I have several. You know, my family lives all across Nevada County, and there are things that have gone on in in town, and and that happened to this day. That projects that were going on that I had no idea about, and you know, I think the unique look into the leadership in our community. I've always been a real a fan of uh, of our law enforcement and everything up here. I think we're really blessed to have the quality people that live and work in our in our community. Um, but to get a, a look at all the other things is pretty amazing. Yeah, so were there any big ahas again as a long, you know, as a lifelong resident? I'm pretty sure that every time we met, there was one at least, if not several. I mean, I think the biggest, um, the biggest. The two things that really stick out for me was the meeting that we had with what used to be child protective services, um, and their them explaining their role in today's world and how things are handled. I mean, it gave you goosebumps. But it just, and I'm so proud of our community for reacting that way and and for, you know being so cognizant of what the kids need, um, instead of what you see on TV and everything. And then the Excelsior project, I am such a fan. I, I didn't know that was going on and I learned so much in that day. It's actually pushed me to do some more research on stuff that is, I find really interesting. Well, that, that is so, so good to hear. And, and you did,
1: spend a lot of your time when you look at all the other things you're involved in so why do you think it's beneficial to or what was beneficial to you to take yet another day a month to to do something that's not directly work it's not actually work related at all you know I
0: think it gives you that class has given me a different perspective on our community and how it works. Um, I already had good relationships in the community. I think that it's built on those and I've, I have new relationships now. Um, I think it, the curtains are pulled back and you get to learn some of the nuts and bolts that make things work. And, and just, I guess the, the breadth of the programs that are available, you know, and, and the people that are doing the great work in the community that, that do it every day that you just don't know about, you know, I mean, I, I would consider myself someone who tries to stay pretty informed. And I left that class thinking, I feel like I could almost take it every year. <laughs> I totally understand. <laughs> well, I know that you're also involved
1: in other things. You're, you're a member of the Grass Valley Chamber. Yes. The, the Greater Grass Valley Chamber. Yes. And and are there any other uh, wonderful organizations that you're, you're part of? Or do you get involved in the fair?
0: Um, you know, actually, I have the... The, foundation, the Fair Foundation application on my desk at home of right now. Of course you do. <laughs> because I, I didn't know that they had a foundation until this year, and I don't know how I missed that. So I ended up talking to Jim Franks and Patty Ingram, and um, and it's something that I'm very interested in. Um, this morning at 8 o'clock, I met with, grass, with a bunch of different um, patrol, Grass Valley PD, Nevada City PD, Highway Patrol, Grass Valley Fire, we're putting together the national night out celebration for this year. So that's something that kind of came out of a um, working with them anyways, came out of us trying to clean up Memorial park years ago. Um, and when Alex came in to, you know, to be chief um, that was one of the things that he brought back was national night out. And um, this year we're having it at Memorial park again. So it's going to be a great showcase of all the work that's been done there. And I'm looking forward to that. So that should be really fun.
1: Yeah, and it sounds like there's just a never-ending list of opportunities that you find or find you to get involved. But now, do you have any hobbies
0: or any other personal activities that you have time to get involved in? I do. If I had if I had one brag this year, and it's all Mother Nature, I almost had nothing to do with it. But my Shasta daisies, I love to garden, and my Shasta daisies this year, I swear, are six inches across. They're beautiful. Are you going to have them at the fair, or is it going to be too late? Um, I think it'll be too late. It's interesting the way things bloom this year. Usually my garden, kind of one thing goes off, and then as it's fading, something else happens. And it all pretty much happened at the same time. So, And the sun is really hard on those, so I don't think they'll make it to fair. But they're just beautiful. and So I like to garden. I love water. So, you know, whether it's swimming, um, going to the lakes, I have four amazing grandkids that I play with a lot, so that's really good. And my husband and I like to camp and we garden together. He likes to garden too. So And you mentioned that you do have horses, so do you get out and ride ever? I, you know, I haven't been out riding in a while. Um I have two older horses. I was getting my helping get my granddaughter um involved in horses. So that's I have goats too and chickens. So all kinds of fun things.
1: Well, you you do find a way to keep your life very full, Shannon, yes. and yet still open. <laughs> To anybody who needs help or any new exciting opportunity, uh, we are coming up to to the last couple minutes of the show, and I wanted to to ask you um, because you are involved in so many things and you see things from a really broad perspective. If you had the power to wave a mag- magic wand to improve something in our, our community or do something to solve a problem, um, what would it be?
0: I thought long and hard about that. You know, um, there are many many projects that I would put my energy into. But I think the one thing, if I could wave a magic wand and gift to people and mostly to the the young people and, and the kids in our community would be to remove some of the noise and the chaos out of our lives that has suddenly become like part of it. Like you can't go anywhere without hearing it and allow them to, be children and to grow and to get their own ideas and to go to school and be happy and you know and realize that they live in just this most wonderful place where there's caring people and adults you know around and and a community there to support them and stuff. So I, if I could wave that magic wand, I think it would be to remove the noise that we have currently, and that way they just might look
1: out their door someday and see a cattle. Uh, uh, c- a cattle drive? A cattle drive, right outside their door, and they wouldn't miss something wonderful. Right?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you are listening to um, to Sages Among Us, and I'm Lori Burkhart Frank, and we've had Shannon Bueller, the new president for Rotary Club of Grass Valley South of, and the vice president of Nevada County Toy Run and involved in so much more, soon to be a foundation member for the uh, uh, fair... Uh, as well as so many more things thank you for listening tonight Uh, next week we will have uh, uh, keith porter will be your host and thanks for joining us and thanks for everything that you do